Hey there, my friend. Welcome to episode 28 of the Paul Hutchings podcast. Today's episode is entitled The Book of Life. And like last week's episode, I'm going to play a clip from a mastermind that I had the opportunity to speak at. And in this mastermind, if you'll tune in and pay attention, I think that as you listen, you can really be inspired. And as you're being inspired, you're going to have the chance to pick up some really valuable nuggets among which are the one thing you'll never hear in a great movie. And if we never hear this in a great movie, we might never ever want to you know, say this in our own lives if we want our lives to play out like a great movie where we're the superhero and doing all the fun action and having all of the great success. Um, you'll also discover in this podcast how to not end up with a full bank account and an empty soul account. What a tragedy that would be. Also in this podcast are the two secret treasures I discovered on my journey to freedom. Uh, Also, what to do when or if your dream dies, covered in this podcast episode. And last but not least, life's most persistent question that seems to be posing itself to us all throughout the course of our lives, all throughout the course of our business journeys. And the answer to this question in large part, I believe, is going to go a long way in determining the quality of the lives that we live. So I hope this is valuable for you. Sit back, relax, and here we go. Another great day to be alive. This is the Grow Rich Mastermind, a place that many entrepreneurs and freedom crusaders, as we like to call them, You know, I prefer the term freedom crusader than entrepreneur for some reason. I mean, they're both great, but uh, freedom crusader to me has a lot of meaning. You know, it's uh, it's like, you know, uh, I remember Art Williams, he inspired me uh, with that term crusade. I was listening to an audio one time. Uh, living in a trailer house, a single wide trailer house, you know, uh, listening to people who had done great things because I wanted to do great things and I wanted to be free. And I remember Art Williams, he said, he goes, don't just have a business. You know, he's like, you got to have a crusade. And I remember those words landing upon my ears and kind of percolating around in my brain and then starting to spill over into my heart as I thought about what does it mean to have a crusade? You know, first of all, what is a crusade? You know, a crusade is, is, is it's like something that is much more than a business. It's more about your life purpose, the meaning, the reason you're here. And it's also, uh, Crusade also has this, this uh, essence of deep belief, of conviction, of, you know, this is just so important that I'm going to throw everything I've got into it. And it doesn't matter what obstacles pop up in my way. You know, you never you never hear a crusader. You, know, you think about a crusader in movies, you know, and, uh, you know, you imagine a crusader is going on this epic quest to achieve this grand goal and and has the first battle in the movie. And, you know, maybe maybe they lose the battle and the crusaders on the ground and and they're 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 talking to each other. You know, the crusaders are sitting around on the ground with their maybe they're wearing armor. They got their swords and shields and they're like, yo, man, we just got our butt kicked. What should we do? Then the other one's like, you know, I think we should probably throw in the towel. <laughs> you, know, you would never hear a crusader say that. You know, that's not how movies play out. And that's one of the reasons we love movies, because the great characters in movies, they don't quit because they're, they've got a crusade. They've got this goal that is way more important than any obstacles that might happen to pop up on that journey. So 
I love that term crusade and specifically when it's combined with freedom because that's what we're all about here. We we are serious about freedom. You know, building this place in life where your time is disconnected from your money so that you can do the things that maybe you're really supposed to do here on this planet. So many people are enslaved to money, you know, like <clears throat> and jobs. You go to work because you need the money, you know, and, and I've talked to a lot of people over the years who have jobs and very rarely do I talk to someone who says, I love my job every once in a while. Yeah, I'll find I'll find I'll find people every once in a while who say, yeah, I really love what I do. And every time I find someone like that, I always say, you are so fortunate, you know, good for you. I'm so happy for you that you love what you do. But by and large, most of the people that I've connected with over the years, they don't like what they do for work. They, In fact, some people detest it because there's so much nonsense that happens there. But why do they do it? It's because they are enslaved to that paycheck. They need the paycheck. And I'm not casting like negative judgment on the person for needing the paycheck. We all need money. Those are called the facts of life. We have to have money to live. So – we look around and wonder, you know, what are the things we can do for money? And the easiest one and the, the low-hanging fruit, I guess you could say, is, is get a job, you know, get a paycheck. There it is every week. Put in your bank account. Send, you know, send you a check in the mail. All you got to do is show up, punch the clock. You know, I can do that. So that's the default position for a lot of people. But, you know, I remember Napoleon Hill, he wrote one time, he said, uh, he said one, of the, one of life's greatest tragedies is that so few people – are engaged in a work that they love. And Napoleon Hill also said, if money is all you have in your paycheck at the end of the week, you have been grossly underpaid. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are underpaid right now. They may, have a, they may have a fat paycheck coming from whatever high-paying job they have, but if your soul is empty, what good is the money? You know, if, you're, if your soul is empty, uh, we need soul pay. We need the sense of contribution. And, you know, I think that's one of the greatest lessons that I've learned on my freedom crusade as I started, you know, over 10 years ago in a trailer house and went through a lot of challenges and, and persisted through the challenges and finally got my coveted goal of freedom, my burning desire, my white hot burning desire, you know, get to that place, Paul, where you don't need money anymore and you, your time is disconnected and you can do whatever the heck you want to do. And, I, you know, I had all these uh, thoughts, I guess, of what would I do when I had <clears throat> all the time that I wanted. And I like to read. So one of the things I told myself was, well, when you get there, you know, Paul, you can spend, you know, three, four or five hours a day just reading, 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 reading the great books, reading the great ideas, you know, digging deep. And then I had other things that I guess I thought I would do. But you know what I've realized is I've, I've achieved that goal is that. Uh, it's like I think Rob Four put it best a couple of weeks ago. We were on a mastermind, and and Rob Four was uh, speaking on the mastermind. And if you don't know who Rob Four is, you know he's had a lot of success in home business, multiple multiple millions of dollars, totally financially free. Um, he was telling us at our last event that he built a downline, uh, you know, tens of thousands of people, and you know has a paycheck that just comes in. Doesn't need he doesn't need to turn on the computer. He doesn't need to go to work. Um, but he, um, he got inspired in our community to begin or not begin, uh, maybe re restart, uh, re recontinue the crusade. And, um, as he was telling us about this, uh, on the mastermind, um, he was telling us about all of the soul pay that he had received in, in our community. And he's talking about all the benefits that he'd received being in our community. And then, 
in the middle of the in the in the middle of his story, almost as a side note, he says, "I've made a lot of money too, but that's just silly stuff." And he's got tears in his eyes, and then he gets off the money and goes back to you know the gifts that he's received. And that that's a great description, I think, of my greatest discovery was that, you know, the money, it is important. Yeah, we need the money. We need the money to be free. We need the money to buy the things we need that our families need. We need the money to be able to contribute in the ways that we want to contribute. Um, everything right with that. Not a thing wrong with it. And money at some point can become, uh, you know, somewhat empty. Like Rob said, that's just silly stuff. And so my, my greatest discovery is I think back over my journey is that it's, it wasn't the money that I, I mean, I, I did want the money, but what I realized, you know, what was my greatest gift now that I've won my freedom, you know, gift number one is I've become someone that I'm proud of because of the character that my mentors have helped me to build and I've become someone different than I was when I started, much different. Uh, and that's a, that's a great thing. So, you know, like Jim Rohn said, he said, uh, the greatest value in life is not what you get. No, that's not the greatest value. The greatest value is what you become. And so if we set out in this, this crusade to build lives of freedom, uh, one of the things that I think a lot of people don't realize when they're beginning the journey is that they are beginning a journey to become all that they can be. They will be they're beginning the journey to have their soul tested and to be able to come through those tests and look back on them and say, I passed the test. Wow, I'm made of something and I'm proud of what I did. You know, that's that's really something to be able to say that. I was at an event a few years ago and there was a guy named Robert who was one of our team leaders, and we were speaking to our team at this event. And I remember he said something that's always stuck with me. He said, he said, this industry will rip you apart and show you who you are on the inside. And boy, is that true. You know, a lot of people out there on the Internet, you know, talking about easy money. This is so easy. All you got to do is push a button, you know, and then the riches come flooding in. Uh, I've been doing this for over 10 years and, uh, so far I have not found the easy button. <laughs> you know, it does get easier as you get better. And that's the key as you get better, as your skills increase, as your communication skills increase, as your understanding of people increases, as your work ethic increases, as all of those things increase. Yes, it does get easier. And yes, you can get to a place where you've got money pouring into your bank account and your time really has no impact on whether that money uh, continues to come in. Uh, but, it's, but it's all a result of the person that you've become. And that's a message that sometimes is missing in a lot of our sales material. And, and um, you know, that's okay. <laughs> we learn that, right? So we become better people. But the other big lesson that I've learned on my journey to freedom that I, that I really want to pass along, because to me, this is so valuable, and I really wish I would have picked this up early on in my journey, and that is um, contribution is a form of pay that I don't think I ever want to have a day in my life that I don't receive that pay, that sense that my life is mattering and making a difference to somebody that I'm serving, that I'm being useful in some valuable way. 
you know, way beyond the, the, the monetary pay. It's that spiritual pay that we get when we're being useful to people. And, um, you know, I was thinking in the gym this morning as I was, uh, as I was just thinking about life and, and how, you know, we're, we're all, it's almost like, you know, we're all, we're all reading this book. And the book that we're reading is the book of our lives. And every day when we wake up, it's like another page has unfolded before us. And that, that page turns and that day's gone. And then tomorrow, another page opens up with that new day. And we're reading, you know, what's happening in this book of our lives. But one of the most, I think, important realizations is that the book is not necessarily written to be read. Uh, I think in a lot of ways, the books of our lives are given to us each day, each page, uh, so that we can be the authors of the pages on those books. And we can decide how does this story turn out. And, you know, we, we have this, this, this huge responsibility, maybe. We have this huge decision, maybe. We have this huge opportunity, maybe, to say, hey, I'm going to write the book of my life, and I'm going to be in charge of how it turns out. And one of the things that I've noticed has come up in my story of the book of my life is there's always this question staring me back in the face. Not always, but, but periodically there's this question. And the question is, are you done yet? Are you done yet? You know, I think back when I was a kid and, you know, my dad, I remember when I was a little kid, he, um, it was winter time here in Idaho and we, we were driving home from a day of uh, cutting wood. I, my mom must have been like six or seven years old. And my dad wanted to stop at the bar. And so he pulls over to the bar. Of course, you can't take a kid into the bar. So he goes into the bar and I'm out in the truck in winter in my coat, just laying there in the truck in the cold, wondering when my dad's going to come back. And some hours go by. Dad doesn't come out. Uh, it gets cold. You know, I'm in there in my in my uh, in my coat. And then all of a sudden I got to go to the bathroom and I don't know what to do. I'm a little kid. Right. Where's dad? You know, is he coming back? Holy cow. He's been in there for a long time. And I remember going to sleep that night, wetting my pants. And, you know, that was a, that was a tough little moment in my life as a kid. And life maybe was staring me down in the face saying, hey, kid, are you done yet? You know, are you going to get up and do something great? Are you going to allow this experience to define you and put you in the gutter and let you to stay there? Or are you going to get up and keep swinging? Are you going to get up and keep going? Are you going to make something of your life? You know, and as I continue progressing in life, uh, get, get started in business eventually, uh, you know, go, go a whole year, don't make any money, uh, you know, life staring me in the face. Hey, Paul, you done yet? This doesn't seem to be working. You done yet? You know, and it's up to me to look back at life and say, no, I'm not done. I'm going to keep going. And so I kept going, you know, finally build a build a, an income. Finally, after growing myself, learning to persist, paying attention to mentors, doing the work, finally build my first three thousand dollars a month in passive income. And I'm in love with it because that was my goal. But then what happens? Company comes out, says, hey, guys, we're going to change the comp plan. You know, this thing we promised you where if you worked really hard and you achieved the rank of executive vice, vice president, yeah, we're not going to be able to do that. Uh, see you at the next event. Click, hang up the phone, boom, income slash down. Hey, Paul, you done yet? Boy, this business is sure beating you up. You done yet? Or are you going to keep going? You know, 
And I look back at life and I say, I am not done yet. You watch what I can do, life. You throw whatever you want to throw at me. I'm going to keep going. And I did. Built a six-figure income after that. Was really excited, really happy. Lo and behold, conference call comes one Saturday morning. Company owner says, hey, we're going to make some changes. Changes the company owner made, crashed my income, destroyed my dream and my team and my downline and my vision and my credibility maybe to a degree because people had been trusting me to lead them in a great way. Hey, Paul, you done yet? You know, I remember it was Christmas time. I was so sad. We had got on a conference call with our team, my sponsor and I, Doc Fran, uh, God bless his soul. You know, he's, uh, he's passed on now. Um, and in tears, we apologized to the people who were trusting us. We are so sorry. You know, and I went into Christmas that time just so sad. Hey, Paul, are you done yet? This doesn't seem to be working. Are you done yet? Is your book over? You know, should we close the book and, and just write you off? No, I wasn't written off, right? Joined another company, had one of my biggest, my, actually my biggest success up to that point. Um, and then same thing starts happening again. Company owners making bad choices. Uh, and, you know, this time I'm with Mike, my business partner, thankfully. I uh, wasn't, wasn't there by myself. This time uh, had a had one of my best friends in the world. We're going through the same stuff. And life looks at us and says, hey, Mike and Paul, you guys done yet? Boy, Life is sure beating you up. Business is sure beating you up. You done yet? Can you take it? No, you gonna get, you ready to go down for the count? We're sure throwing a lot at you guys. What are you going to do, guys? And we together stared life back in the face and said, no, we are not done yet. We are going to keep going. And, you know, we started a company a few years ago, and, and it's gone amazingly well. And we're so happy and thankful. But the point I guess I'm trying to get at is that life seems to be filled with this question. You know, are you done yet? Are you going to go down for the count? What is going to take you down? And my my, the way that I would like to always answer that question, just from my own personal standpoint, as I was thinking about this this morning, um, you know, the only thing I want to be able to take me out is God. And when I say that, I mean death. You know, when, I'm di when I die – when it is time for me to leave this earth, um, I think I'll finally be ready to say, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> you know, Take me on. But at that point, I want to be able to say that I gave it everything that I had, that I left it all on the field, that I served in the best way that I could, that I helped everybody that I could, that I took the gift of life. You know, They say life is God's gift to you, and how you live life is your gift back to God. Uh, I want to be able to have that gift be beautiful. And, you know, in light of all of these different perspectives, you know, I, I really understand what um, uh, Rob was saying when he said the money is just silly stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's important, but in light of how we live our lives, the investment of our lives, it can be a little bit silly. And so I guess to wrap all of this up, I just want to ask you, you know, wherever you're at in your life right now, Whatever successes you've had in the past, whatever challenges you've had in the fat past, whatever challenges you might be facing right now, are you done yet? And realize that it's up to you how you answer that question. And I believe that you and I and everyone here can answer it in the most powerful way. We can be courageous we can take charge of our lives. We can take charge of our minds. We can take charge of our decisions. 
we can take charge of our faith, we can take charge of our mental attitudes, and we can look back and say, no, we are not done yet. You watch what I can do. You watch who I can help. You watch how much heart I have, how much soul I have, how much vision and passion I have. You watch because I'm not done yet. And we make the decision to keep going because it's about more than the money. It's about more than a business. It's about the book of our lives and how do we want that to play out. And the truth is, it's up to us. It really is up to us. And I want to thank you for listening to today's episode and encourage you to write a great page in your book of life today. And also, I did want to let you know that I put together a really valuable training called The Three Free Residual Secrets. And in this training, I list out the top three lessons that I learned through trial and error and struggle on my way to freedom through the home business profession. And these three lessons not only allowed me to finally create a space in my life where my time is totally disconnected from my money, but they also allowed me to get there and feel good about where I'm at. And they also have helped me to build something that I feel deep down in the core of my soul is going to last far, far, far off into the future. And this is some information that I really would love for everyone in affiliate marketing and network marketing uh, and really just the world over to be aware of because if you care about residual income like I do and have cared about for over 10 years now, these lessons can be a shortcut for you. They can help you develop a residual income faster uh, with less work. Uh, There will be work involved, uh, don't get me wrong, but with much less work if you understand one of the lessons that I teach in this training and also to be able to build it in a way where it's not going to crumble. So if you'd like to check that out, that presentation is free. You can find that at PipelineMoney.com and we'll catch you in the next episode. Take care. Bye for now. Hey there, my friend. This is Paul Hutchings. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this has been a great investment into your better future. To make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes and bonus content, please visit paulhutchings.net and click the podcast link in the menu bar to subscribe. Thanks again for listening, and whatever you do, always go for your dreams.